0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: 8 o'clock hour here on your home of the Cowboys and Rangers. Bobby is fist-pumping on the fan cam, Twitch, and YouTube. Here on Sean and RJ, Mike Florio is getting set to join us from ProFootballTalk.com. We got to talk about all the different rumors. Is Michael Irvin going to be in the clear legally? Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Jalen Ramsey. Possible rumors to the Cowboys is Derrick Henry getting traded, uh, Calvin Ridley reinstated. Just a ton of different stuff to get to. And right now, the big story is Diana Rossini uh, from ESPN is suggesting that Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets are even closer, even mm. closer to working this out. It'd be interesting to see the compensation uh, to give Green Bay and the compensation to give Aaron Rodgers. Those are the things that are most intriguing. Uh, look, is this going to make them a Super Bowl contender? Sure. But, I mean, they're still, at best, at best, uh, the third best team in the in the AFC. At best, and that'd be behind Cincinnati and Kansas City. I think Buffalo's clearly three. They're yeah. Cl- clearly behind the other two. Yeah. At best, the Jets are ahead of Buffalo if they get Aaron Rodgers. But I don't think there's a way they're ahead of Kansas City or Cincinnati.
1: I don't even know that they I wouldn't have them ahead of Buffalo even. I probably would uh, either. I saying. mean depending on what version of Aaron Rodgers you get. If he's playing really well and the defense shows they can replicate it, yeah. yeah, now now we're talking.
2: All right, let's bring in Mike Florio, ProFootballTalk.com on the Diamond Factory hotline. He was early at the Super Bowl with us and late today. Mm-hmm. Good morning, Mike.
1: Well, I was also late because I missed the call twice because I forgot to turn my ringer back on after my show ended. So wow. I don't know how late I am to arrival at the spot, but I apologize to your, to your producer for not answering the phone. But it's great to be with you guys. We had fun. You guys had to cut me off. I was about to drop an F-bomb, I think. I can't remember what it was, but you got me going.
2: Hey, what, what is this new novel? A new novel, April 25th, a
1: mob book? Did you write a mob book? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know where you're getting your information. Oh. Yes. Are you pranking me? No, that's just not the kind of setup I was hoping for. (laughs) I was hoping for something a little more effusive, not confused, (laughs) not like, what is this? How can I not be confused? I want you to to use your influence over your audience to get them to go buy it. It's only $4.99. What can you buy for $4.99? in today's world. Well, I I'll tell you what you can buy. <laughs> you can buy the ebook version of Father of Mine, available April twenty five. It is a mob tale set in the small town where I grew up, where the mob was everywhere. And I know because my dad was a bookie connected to the crew that ran the town. All right. Oh. And it's inspired by true events, which means everything else is made up, but some of the stuff that the the the, the folks in the book do actually happened and um you know, the names have been changed to protect the innocent and to make sure i 'm not wearing cement shoes somewhere but <laughs> yeah. uh, it it was it was a product of the pandemic when we were just kind of sitting around twilling our thumbs and uh sat down one night and started typing and uh you know yada, 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 a hundred thousand words later here we are
2: How much did you leave out, or how much were you worried while putting certain things in
1: well i was I was a kid and there weren't a lot of things I knew because I wasn't involved, and it's not like they came to the house and had meetings, and I was getting them drinks like spiders, uh, spider and Goodfellas. Like I didn't know anything. That was happening. But but you pick some stuff up just being around. You know, I, I don't think there was any Omerta that I was bound by. I hope to find, I hope not to find out that I was you know wrong about that one. But yeah, all, all the all the people that were involved are dead now. So oh, I'm not worried about anything that may come out. And, and a lot of the stuff that I found out about, I didn't know at the time. I learned about it later through the magic of Google. And, you know, some of the names that I found and the things that they did or the things they allegedly did, like, I knew these people. Like, if I had known what I know now, I, I would have never gone into the same room with some of these guys.
2: The West Virginia mob. Who West, I never thought. very prevalent
1: very prevalent very prevalent (laughs) and and, and, you know you try to make a story that that is interesting to people i i I don't want anyone to read anything that they aren't intrigued by and entertained by and i try very hard and i've written multiple books now because i i just found that I, i i have a knack for doing it i don't know if it's any good but the idea is you you want to hold people's attention, especially in this day and age where our attention pan, our spans are so short. You can't meander around for ten pages. You can't meander around for five pages. Yeah. You got to get to it, or they're going to put it down and they're going to say, "I wasted my four ninety nine. I could have had a pack of cigarettes or at least what Gal- three fourths of a pack of cigarettes." Gown Gal- of gas. Gallon of gas. <laughs> See
2: <laughs> now, look, you have five minutes talking about this book. That doesn't happen on any other radio show. After no, you sure. insulted my intro, well, it
1: would have been a lot less if you would have just given it. <laughs> A great promotion on the
2: way in and I wouldn't have had to spend time talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Florio, com. So, we want your legal expertise on the Michael Irvin thing, but this Aaron Rodgers thing right now is picking up steam as we speak. Diana Rossini saying they're getting even closer. You think this is basically a done deal, Aaron Rodgers, to the Jets? Why Why is Green Bay just wanting to move on so easily? What are we talking about in terms of possible compensation? What where's this thing stand?
1: Well, look, I think this was a done deal the moment that the Jets brass got on the plane and flew to California, right? They're not going there to vet Aaron Rodgers. They're not going there with all these different eyes to inspect whether or not this is the guy they want being their quarterback. They went out there to kiss his ass. When when you are on the fence about whether or not you want to hire somebody, they come to you for the interview. When you pack up the team owner, the team owner's brother, the team president, the head coach, the GM, the offensive coordinator, and you fly across the country to him, you're trying to convince convince him to come to you. And the fact that the Packers allowed it to happen, think back to two years ago, the night before the draft, 49ers called the Packers and said, hey, any chance you trade Aaron Rodgers? And they laughed and hung up. Now, what are they doing? They're letting the Jets talk to Aaron Rodgers. They're ready to move on. And I think the Packers, I I said this earlier on our show on Peacock, PFC Live, I said, the Packers are kind of like a team that's up four points with three minutes left in the game, and they're just trying not to screw anything up. Like, they're not saying anything. They're just kind of let this go, and they're just hoping that the Jets and Aaron Rodgers get sufficiently comfortable, more specifically that Rodgers gets comfortable with the Jets because I think the Jets have already written the check. They've already sold their soul. If Rodgers wants to do this, the Packers get to move on. They get to avoid $60 million in cash expenditure and cap space this year, and they get to pivot to Jordan Love after he sat on the bench three years, just like Rodgers sat on the bench three years before the Packers traded Brett Favre to the Jets. I mean, the Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers' career arc is identical right now. I would advise Aaron Rodgers to maybe deviate from Brett Favre's career arc at some point. (laughs) But right now, it's unbelievable to think this trade is happening. If it happens and it looks like it's going to, and he's going to end up at the same team they traded Brett Favre to 15 years ago.
2: We love your Lamar Washington-Dan Snyder theory. Love it. But I want to know your reaction to all these teams lining up to say no Lamar, and how much are you buying into the collusion theory on the Internet?
1: Well, the collusion theory is rooted in what happened last year after the Browns gave Deshaun Watson a five-year fully guaranteed contract. They were part of a four-team competition. They were the first team that was told, you're out. And they had already pissed off Baker Mayfield, and they got desperate, and they cooked up the five-year fully guaranteed contract as a way to swoop in and win the day. The reaction to that, including Ravens owner Steve Bishotti, who publicly said this is going to make it harder to do business. You know, when that happens, and think of it this way, people say, well, how does collusion happen in the NFL? They get together four times a year and have meetings. It's like the CEO of McDonald's and Burger King and Taco Bell and Arby's all getting together four times a year to talk about how they do business. Why are you doing that? You're competitors. See, these businesses are supposed to be competitors. They get together and compare notes on how they do things. And when it becomes clear through the conversations, can't prove it, no one's ever going to admit to it, but when it's clear that this is frowned upon, nobody wants to do a five-year fully guaranteed contract with a quarterback. And I think the team's are closing the door before Lamar even gets to the porch because they don't want to hear him say, I want a five-year fully guaranteed contract before they know. So they're preemptively saying no, so no one can say, oh, well, he asked for a five-year fully guaranteed contract, and you said no. And all these teams said no when he asked for a five-year fully guaranteed contract. They're trying to avoid it. They're trying to short-circuit it. I think that's why it's played out the way that it has so far. But again, it only takes one team. And I I like that you guys are on my commander's theory because it makes the commanders better, clearly. It sticks the next owner of the commanders with the bill, and it gives Dan Snyder an opportunity to give the powers that be in the NFL the middle finger on the way out the door.
2: (laughs) Do you really believe Tom Brady is just a kitten owner at this point, or is (laughs) he actually going to come back?
1: (laughs) I believe that... At some point in June or July, he's going to wake up and say, what have I done? I still want to play football. He said on his podcast he still wants to play. And Jim Gray, who co-hosts the Let's Go podcast with Tom Brady, said to him at one point, you know, you said that you'll retire when you suck and you don't suck, so why are you retiring? And Brady said, and I quote, I believed it when I said it. And you know what dawned on me the other day, guys? That is a powerful license to say whatever you want to say. It's the George Costanza, it's not a lie if you believe it. <laughs> it's, it's next level. I believed it when I said it. It was true when I said it. It's no longer true. But it was true when I said it. And I, I just don't rule anything out with this guy. And I think once he processes time with his family, and if, especially if it's the Dolphins, because two of his kids live in Miami, you know, I think the 49ers at some point may wake up and say, we got Brock Purdy with the messed up elbow. We got Trey Lance that we're not sure we can trust. Why don't why don't we finally say yes to Tom Brady? Because he's been trying to get there, I believe. Definitely in 2020, he wanted to go there. And I think something was going on last year too once the Dolphins' door got slammed in his face after the uh, the Brian Flores lawsuit was filed and the Dolphins couldn't proceed with Tom Brady and Sean Payton. But I, I'm not ready to say this guy's not coming back. And And whether it's, June or July, whether it's injury happens uh, to a starting quarterback early in the season, whatever it may be. You know, I always thought Brett Favre would do a, Rogers Clemens, a Roger Clemens half season at some point, and he never did. I could see Tom Brady doing something like that if, if the right opportunity arises. And, and who knows? May, maybe I, I've said I'm not going to believe he's truly done until he doesn't play for a full year. Maybe with him, I, I'll say that I'm not Convinced he's truly done until two years go by without him playing.
2: And your website four minutes ago just tweeted Scott Zolak, uh, Patriots broadcaster, former Patriots QB, says Brady playing for the Dolphins is definitely 100% in play. Mike Florio, profootballtalk.com here on the fan. All right. Your legal perspective on the Michael Irvin case and Michael's press conference yesterday?
1: Well, when when I got the notice of the press conference and I remembered that Tuesday was the day that they were due to get information from Marriott, my first conclusion was they, might, they must like what they got. Right. You're not calling a press conference to say, well, you know what, based on everything <laughs> they gave us, uh, they're right. And Michael apologizes and we dismissed the case. So I think that, that what they got from Marriott, they liked. And Marriott is acting like a company that has something to hide here. They they have been kicking and screaming when it comes to not giving up the surveillance video. And then what I gleaned yesterday was, when it was time to turn over the video, they told Irvin's lawyer, we're not giving it to you, we'll let you see it, Michael can't see it, we'll only let you see it, and we're not giving you the video because the lawyer said that he filed a, a motion yesterday to force them to actually give him the video. So. They have been very reluctant and recalcitrant and combative unnecessarily. And I know they have a defense like, we don't really own the hotel. It's just our name on it. I don't know if that's going to fly. The bottom line is somebody apparently overreacted. Somebody instigated with NFL Network a complaint that got Michael Irvin pulled from the Super Bowl week coverage. And the one fact that I think is very important to remember here. Marriott is a longtime sponsor of the NFL, mm. and my guess is that the NFL was willing to jump when they got a complaint from proud sponsor of the NFL, and this is part of what you learn through the discovery process. How high up the chain of Marriott did this go? How many alarms were sounded, and how high up NFL Network's ladder did it go, because when they and, and, hey, NFL Network may have some liability here at some point if Michael Irvin chooses to pursue it. Mm. But, man, it sure feels like somebody dramatically overreacted based upon the representation of what's in that video, the accounts from the eyewitnesses that Michael Irvin had participate yesterday, and those guys have all been named, I think, in court papers. Um, I, I, I feel horrible for Michael Irvin because I feel like somebody made a rash decision acted on it prematurely, and now the question is can the legal process be, be engineered in a way that gets him a fair amount of compensation for what he, by all appearances, unnecessarily endured?
2: So you're feeling great if you're Michael or his attorney.
1: Well, you're still upset that it happened. Yeah. That, that's the thing. When, when you have a case, any type of civil case, you're always better off not having had the thing happen that caused the lawsuit right? Whether it's a, an injury or you had a job that you lost, anything, anything that's bad enough to justify a viable civil lawsuit, it's better if it didn't happen. So there's nothing for Michael Irvin to be happy about. But as it relates to the lawsuit, it, there's been nothing so far that has caused me to say, uh-oh, Michael may have a problem, other than the fact that he spoke publicly when he should, he should have said nothing early on. We talked about that four weeks ago. He shouldn't have said anything because it's clear that his version of whatever happened is unreliable because he was drinking and he doesn't remember. But we're apparently becoming aware of other evidence that makes his testimony unnecessary, that there's nothing that should have caused anyone. I've seen nothing. I've heard nothing that should have caused anyone to complain about Michael Arvin. And guys, I'll tell you this. If Marion had something that was a smoking gun, we'd know about it.
2: Last thing, any smoke to the Cowboys and DeAndre Hopkins, Jalen Ramsey, Odell Beckham as we're all getting ready for the DAC extension?
1: Well, they've made it clear that they're still interested in Odell Beckham. The problem is I think Beckham's going to want more than than uh, he should get at this point because he needs to reestablish to the league that he can still play at a high level before he can get the kind of contract he wants. The number that was being kicked around last year was $20 million a year. DeAndre Hopkins is definitely available, but you better be ready to pay him on the way in the door. I think Ramsey and Hopkins and also Derrick Henry, the reason those three guys are available, common reason, they want new contracts. And, you know, Hopkins technically is making $27.5 million a year, but this year he's making 19.5, And he's seen the market go haywire. He's going to want a new contract. Jalen Ramsey, there was talk last year early in training camp, maybe just before the start of the season – about Ramsey wanting a new contract. That subsided because he still had four years left at the time. Now he has three years left. I think he's going to want a new contract. So you you better have a way to placate these guys financially if you bring them to town. And I know Jerry Jones has been talking about them making a big move in free agency. But, you know, don't just go chase a star. You want to get somebody who's going to make the team better and help the Cowboys get over the hump. At least put them in a position where they can beat the 49ers if they meet them again in the playoffs.
2: The Godfather, Mike Florio, father of mine, a mob book, April 25th for $4.99 on 105.3 The Fan. Thank you, Don.
1: Never go against the family.
2: (laughs) Never go against the website. Mike (laughs) Florio, Diamond Factory Hotline. You may be able to play video games with Luka Doncic after what happened last night. Next on The Fan.